Welcome to another episode of Mission Moments. This is Levi Hilton, and we are super excited to have with us Beth Duffy today. Beth, Woo-hoo. tell us about yourself. Oh, thank you, Levi, for that introduction. So excited to be here. Uh, just like you said, my name is Bethany Duffy. I'm from Denver, Colorado, currently studying advertising here at BYU, and I served my mission in the Texas Dallas East Mission. Texas Woo-hoo. Dallas East, the promised land. The promised land. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when did you get back? I got back nearly a year ago, December 1st of 2021. Okay, so it's been a while. It has Lots been a while. Lots of time to reflect. <laughs> Plenty of time to reflect, yes. Oh, perfect. Well, what was your experience like? Give us the overview. Hmm. That is kind of a loaded question. Um, difficult to summarize 18 months, but I absolutely loved my mission. It was fantastic. Honestly, it was the happiest 18 months of my life, like up until this point, I think. Um, I just... Obviously, there's a ton of, of growth that occurs uh, during that time, but there's a ton of relationships that I established that really just showed me that God loves all of his children a ton. And I know it's like kind of like a basic, I don't know, statement, but it, it, it is true. There's a reason it said so much is that God loves every single person so much. And I felt like a big theme of my mission was definitely learning to see others the way that the way that our Father in Heaven sees them, and then, like, just really appreciating, like, that my capacity to love, my capacity to feel joy, my capacity to feel a spirit is, like, able to, it was, increased exponentially while I was there, and because of that, I was so happy all the time, like, reflecting on my mission, like, I don't know, I can probably only count on one hand, like, the super difficult things that I went through, you know what I'm saying, and I think it's, I also think, I don't know, I've blocked some hard, <laughs> hard stuff out, but for the most part, like, it was it was so incredible and so happy, so. Oh, wonderful. They are the best experiences. Mm-hmm. So when you say love of God, do you mean, like, for yourself, like, God loves you, or that you were able to see how God loves other people and kind of be an instrument in God's hands mm-hmm. to show them that? Or tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Um, honestly, both. Uh, I think I was thinking more of the latter, um, of just seeing how much God loves others and getting to be like it's just so so cool like that I would step away from some experiences that I'd have and be like oh my gosh like that was totally by divine design you know like that was not a me thing that was not I don't know like oh I'm so smart I you know like knew exactly what they needed it was definitely a oh my gosh like those words were put in my mouth or we just happened to be in the right place at the right time or you know, things like that, that definitely showed he's really in the details of of our lives, of everyone's life. And so, yeah. That sounds like there's probably a few multiple stories behind that, but yes. let's hear one. Mm. Um, okay, so, yes, this is one of my faves. Um, so, on my, so, when I was serving in Tyler, Texas, uh, there was... The ward was super, super big, and our focus was honestly on trying to reactivate some, like, inactive members of the church. And so one time we'd – I'd been on this exchange with a super cute sister, Sister Palmer, and we'd just been, like, going around and knocking on some, like, less active doors that, like, hadn't been to church that we hadn't seen in a while. And it was getting kind of late. It was pretty dark, and we had come to our, like, the last stop of the evening. Mm-hmm. And we were in the car trying to decide if we should go because we're like – it is almost time to go back. It's pretty dark outside. Like, it doesn't really look like there's a lot of lights on, but maybe we should do it. I don't really know. And so... Those last stops. Those last stops. Always, <laughs> always. I know. And so 
we were in the car and um I like we said this prayer and such and then we're just like pausing afterwards like just like waiting for the spirit you know um and then I asked Sister Palmer like what she thought and she's like do you think we should go knock or do you think we should just push it till another night and she's like you know what no I think that we should knock and I was like okay I trust you explicitly let's do it and so we go and we knock on this door um and <laughs> yeah so we go and knock on this door and it takes a couple of seconds I'm kind of like holding my breath I'm like oh gosh like I don't know if they're gonna be here but then we see this light flick on they open the door and we meet this super super cute lady named Jennifer and so she is this less active that had left the church like 10 or 15 years ago and then she introduces us to her husband Shane who was not a member of the church and they invited us into their home we like met their cat Cosmo and stuff and we just like instantly hit it off with them and just started chatting it up we ended up sharing some some sweet verse um I can't remember exactly what it was actually at the moment but we shared some scripture with them and the lesson or like our little like chat only lasted maybe 15 minutes but I remember walking away being like oh my gosh like that was so just like really powerful it was like very like distinctly felt the spirit in kind of like an overwhelming way like as a missionary you feel a spirit all the time you know but for some reason being in their home like I definitely was kind of blown away by how strong it was Mm. and after that, um, we began meeting with, with both of them twice a week and were able to begin teaching Shane and reactivating Jennifer. And it was the most incredible thing because every single lesson that we'd have with them was just like, again, that insanely overpowering feeling of the spirit. And I remember, like, there's some verse, I think it's Alma 26, maybe 17, ooh, where... Um, Yes, I think it's Ammon says that he was, like, overwhelmed with the spirit to the point that he, like, felt like collapsing, you know? Uh, yeah. And um, I can totally relate to that because there are several instances when I was in their home, like, having this lesson where I felt the spirit so strong and just felt so overwhelmed with, like, love for them and just, like, a gratitude and just awe that, like, Heavenly Father was, like, letting me have this experience that I literally was, like, I could pass out right now, you know? like a modern day Ammon. <laughs> basically and it was just so incredible and it was just amazing to see like that exactly the comp that I was with and like myself like our two very different personalities actually totally fit like exactly what they needed you know like I connected so well with Jennifer and my comp connected so well with Shane and it was just so incredible that I know we were able to have these just these experiences that over and over again he was like this is exactly what I needed to hear this is exactly like what I've been searching for and yeah, sorry, I could go on and on and on about Shane and Jennifer, but that their experience as a whole is definitely one that I'm like, Heavenly Father absolutely had his hand in that the entire time. Yeah. So <laughs> I think missions are especially powerful and thank you, Beth, for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shane and Jennifer lives changed, like literally permanently. Like it's a whole different direction. Completely. <laughs> I think it's cool as like as a missionary you see people have experiences like that that really mm-hmm. change them. But I think also, like, your missionary experience kind of acts, like, that way for you, like, oh, as an individual. yes. You know, for me, I feel like I've been changed big time because of my mission. Mm-hmm. And I could probably point to some specific, I mean, there's, you know, it's the whole experience, but I could probably point to a few specific experiences that maybe catalyze that. Mm-hmm. When you think about your missionary experience, how it's changed you and your life up to this point, like, especially in the last year, mm-hmm. are there any experiences that you point to of saying, okay, that was a, that was a game changer for me? Hmm. Excellent question, as always. Let me think. 
I definitely, um, yes, there's several. There's multiple. It's just a matter of which one. Um, one, okay, this isn't necessarily one. It's, like, kind of a theme of okay. a couple. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Hopefully it still basically answers the question. But, uh, yes, so when I was serving, um, I, like, when I was first I don't know, a little trainee, my comp was an STL. And so because of that, like, I would go on, like, these exchanges and such. And I obviously had no idea what I was doing. Um, And I was, like, had the opportunity to go on exchanges, like, with sisters throughout my mission. And I absolutely relished those opportunities to connect with other missionaries. And it was really interesting because I felt like, randomly, a lot of those experiences where like I'd be trying to focus on on helping them seeing like where they're at you know trying to assist them in the work but actually they were really transformative for me because I like remember having multiple experiences with them whether they were like in lessons or just in like companionship studies um where I would I don't know like I'm trying to think of how to put it into words basically where I, re- I realized, like I said earlier, like how aware God is of them and the power of really just like letting the spirit guide like my words and my actions like always. I think a big thing that like, so a big way that I changed basically was really learning to like solely trust in and rely on the spirit. Like I realized I literally can't do anything without the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, like it's absolutely crucial to like my day to day life. And on those exchanges that like principle like was really honed in. Um through a variety of experiences, but I there's one exchange in particular that's coming to my mind right now when we were studying in like the the Rose Gardens in Tyler with this sister and um we'd I don't know, I'd just been having like a regular conversation with her, like talking to her and seeing how she was doing. And I remember I don't even know like what series of questions I'd asked her, but she'd end up totally opening up to me about just like her her struggles to like fully understand like the atonement of Jesus Christ and um, and feeling like she is adequate, you know, with everything that she's striving to do. And I just, I can't even remember what I specifically said to her. I can't remember what questions I asked her, but I just remember having this like incredible experience and conversation with her as we talked and really strived to like turn to the scriptures and understand it together. And throughout it all, like I felt like the words that were coming weren't even mine, you know, but they were totally for her. And I just like, I think that, yeah, so, like, the ability to rely on the Spirit and also always making, always striving to live my life in a way that allows God to trust me with those experiences was super huge. Like, I always want to be close to the Spirit and to have Him trust me with helping out His children, you know what I'm saying? And so I was super privileged to have, I don't know, lots of experiences like that, and they were absolutely transformative for me, and, yeah. I've definitely, I just, I don't know, impacted the trajectory trajectory of my life. Yeah, I think those exchanges can be really powerful. I mean, I was the recipient of one of those kind of exchanges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My fourth week, my first exchange ever as a missionary, my zone leader took me to his area. They had like a bunch of lessons planned. All of them fell through. Ooh, one of those days. One of those days. <laughs> so he had like four hours of open time. I have no idea what to do. Like I'm new in the mission. Yeah. And he was also Spanish speaking, so he didn't really want to take me just dragging along finding, I guess. Right. And he ended up recommending that we do a four hour Book of Mormon study. 
know. So like later on my mission, I would have been, I would have been like, what? Like this, we shouldn't do this. This is like a waste of our time. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, let's okay, let's do it. And for the last four weeks, I had honestly, I read the book Mormon the MTC. Right. So when I got to the mission field, I was like, oh, I should read up on general conference talks. Mm-hmm. And I love President Oaks. Yep. And so basically, the first four weeks, I didn't, I spent, I spent very little time in scripture, mm-hmm. and I basically just studied President Oaks, <laughs> which like isn't the worst thing. No. But there's something special about the scriptures, especially the Book of Mormon as a missionary. Yeah. And so this four hours was like a fresh cup of water to me. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, wow, the Book of Mormon is incredible. It is. What am I doing with <laughs> President Oaks? Which is great. I still study President <laughs> Oaks. As but then should. I also was able to get back to the Book of Mormon. So those, and it totally changed my mission. Yeah. That's anyway. incredible. Oh my gosh. Those actually... exchanges, is my point is they yes. make a big difference. Very influential. Yeah. And they just like teach you a lot about yourself, about others. Uh, yeah. It's it's amazing. That is actually a really neat experience, though. I think I need a good four-hour book of Mormon study session. We can do it. Maybe on Sunday. <laughs> um, Perfect. Beth, what's a miracle that you experienced on your mission? Mm-hmm. And honestly, some of those experiences you've already shared are miracles mm-hmm. in themselves. No, absolutely. Yes. Oh, so many to choose from. Although, I'm definitely going to go with the one that just popped into my brain. Um, so... One of the biggest miracles came in the form of this darling lady named Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty. Her name, like, legitimately was Kitten. No way. Okay. <laughs> it was Kitten Gilgamesh or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so super, super darling. So cute. Okay. So we, how we felt. Honestly, her entire story is incredible. She is very, very like near and dear to my heart, and I again could go on and on about her. I'll try to be succinct though. So. We end up finding her um, through uh, this awesome family in our ward. And so their their sons was like the um, – their son had reached out to Miss Kitty. He was serving in Arizona, and he had been like, Miss Kitty, um, I think that you would honestly super enjoy reading the Book of Mormon. Super random. Like, she'd worked with his family. Like, she'd worked on, like, his family's farm, the Billings farm, for a while, and he just felt prompted one day to reach out to her and be like, I think you should try this out. And Miss Kitty was very devout Catholic, but loved this family. She's like, sure, like, all right, whatever, like, I'll try it out. And so um, he taught her, like, a lesson or two and ended up um, referring her over to us. And she was so, so darling. Um, she was an older lady, super struggled with, like, physical, lots of, like, physical ailments and such. Um, but she loved talking to us and was honestly open to reading the Book of Mormon. And it was super interesting because when we first met her, she, because she had been struggling, she'd honestly gone through, like, a lot of hard things in her life and had, I mean, as many people that you meet on the mission have, but um, she had gone through a lot of struggles. She was super, super struggling physically and just, like, was super sweet but not super happy, um, which isn't interesting to observe. But she um, loved having us over. She said that we were, like, just rays of sunshine in her life and so she loved having us over and as we talked with her and got to know her she began being like willing to to read the book of mormon and to keep it short basically over three or four months we saw her absolutely transform like completely blossom she went from being like really scared of a lot of things in life and just like hesitant and uncertain unconfident in herself unsure if god loved her to like when we talk about the scripture stories um, she would just, like, go off and explain everything. Like, it was actually the most thorough, like, explanation. We'd be like, how was your reading? She'd be like, oh, my gosh. Well, 
when this happened to Enos, and then, like, I can't believe he prayed, like, for himself, and then for Lamanites, like, blah, 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 like, all this stuff, like, going off, she's like, I can't imagine being on my knees all day and night, like, woman, like, would, like, did her reading, you wow. know, and I just remember being, like, blown away by her, just, like, the sharing of her testimony, and it was definitely difficult for her to overcome, I don't know, not necessarily overcome, but be willing and humble enough to, like, turn away from, you know, her previous religion and things that she'd adhered to, um, to then accepting, like, the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and the Book of Mormon, but as she did so, she totally, like, was transformed. Like, it was quite literally, like, the most amazing change that she did, like, have that light. She did have that glow, and she was able to to really learn to, like, feel the spirit for herself and recognize how God loved her, and she ended up getting baptized, and it was the happiest day. She's like, this is the happiest day of my life. Like, I feel so amazing, and she was just so pure and so perfect and was absolutely one of the most impactful people that I met on my mission. Um, and so that was definitely, there was like a trillion miracles that came with the story of Miss Kitty, but um, her impact actually continued in that um, towards the end of my mission. So I had met her at the beginning of my mission and then at the end of my six months in my first area, she ended up getting baptized. But then towards the end of my mission, I think it was actually in October um, of last year, she actually ended up passing away. And I remember being super devastated, um, but also, like, really comforted at the same time, knowing that, like, like, with a surety that I would see her again. And I think that was definitely a miracle, that I was, like, so sad and, like, to, like, not, like because I wouldn't get to see her again on this life, like, on this earth, but that I knew that, like, she, she's still there, you know, that she's still watching over me, and that has been a big miracle, you know, like, knowing that she's doing well, and I'm really grateful to know that a lot of her suffering is, I don't know, is taken away now, and so there's been a lot of, a lot of miracles associated with Miss Kitty, but I owe a lot to her. She's fabulous. She does. Miss Kitty does sound fabulous. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Beth. Yeah. I think it, I think it's really interesting. I think a lot of the times the miracles I hear people share are like, we were led to this person, or it was like a lot maybe a finding mm-hmm. oftentimes. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really an awesome miracle, especially because it's like someone changing. Yeah. And that really is, I think, one of the greatest miracles that, I mean, anyone gets to experience absolutely. is the ability that God has given us to change. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of change, Hit me. how has your testimony changed? Um, like over your course of your mission, what happened? Whew. <laughs> that is a big question. Oh my goodness. Hmm. I, yeah, my testimony completely changed like over the course of my mission naturally as, as I hope everyone's does, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing so I, I definitely did have a testimony of the gospel before leaving on my mission. Like, that was something that I had worked for. Um, but getting to serve Heavenly Father's children and witness so many, like, incredible miracles over those 18 months um, definitely took my testimony from being, like, more, like, surface level. Like, yeah, I know God's there. I know he answers, like, prayers of, like, helping me on tests and crap or whatever to like a truly deep like internalized testimony and so I'm like I guess what I'm trying to say is that it was I was like fully converted over my mission you know like Mm -hmm. my testimony was something that 
was not just like a part of me, but truly like at my core, you know, like it, it served to define me, I think. Um, and I know I've already said this, but one of the biggest ways that it changed, I guess several big of the biggest ways that it changes first, definitely just like the capacity to love others and to feel God's love that has been transformative for me. Um, truly like, I don't know, striving to, to see them the way that he does, like learning how to see myself the way that he does, learning to serve selflessly, even if you are extremely different than, than like others and such. So that was super, super huge. And I quite literally like, I remember in many mission emails being like, my capacity to love has increased. Actually, it's like the Grinch, you know, and he has like the tiny little heart. But then at the end of like the movie, it's grown, grown three sizes. I felt like mine grew a hundred times bigger, you know. You started off as the Grinch. <laughs> started off as the Grinch. <laughs> Hopefully less Grinch-esque now. But that was super, that was a huge, huge, huge thing for me. Um, another is... Just, again, like, God really is in the details and that I am not, like, I am nothing without, without my Savior. That, like, both the redeeming and the enabling powers of his atonement are so, I, I like, I don't even have words. Like, they're so crucial, essential. I don't, I can't put, like, enough emphasis on how critical they are to to our day-to-day lives that because of my savior I can change I can be buoyed up I can be given strength beyond that which I thought I could like possessed and that was incredible um just getting to witness that and definitely feeling like he became like my best friend you know I came to know him and that was definitely the biggest thing of my mission was coming to know him um yeah (laughs) I am like completely yeah indebted to Heavenly Father and to my Savior and um so that was a super yeah big way that my that my testimony changed another was really understanding like the power of the scriptures that it's not just like a thing to check off but that they quite literally like are the words of Christ and that they can give us answers and directions and guidance and that was absolutely transformative for me um I think that like, finding joy in service was a huge way that my testimony changed. And, oh, there's so much, Levi. I literally, I could go on and on. But I think those are some of the biggest ways. Um, but, yeah, at, just at the end of the day, just knowing that, that God is aware of every single one of us, that my Savior is always by my side, for sure, were the biggest. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, Beth. Last question for you. Hit me. You know, with those experiences, with those like mindset shifts, mm-hmm. experiencing the love of God more in others, mm-hmm. what now? Post mission, mm. I mean, I knew you before the mission, you were rock solid. <laughs> but have, has your goals or direction, like what has changed now because of those experiences for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, gr- yeah, I think definitely like my outlook on life as a whole has definitely shifted because I definitely recognize that I have a part to play in Heavenly Father's plan of salvation and that I know for sure that my Savior is going to be with me every step of the way. And so knowing that, I felt like I've approached life obviously like with more of a 
external perspective, also like a more hopeful perspective. And so over this past year, there's definitely, I've encountered a lot of like uncertainties and not knowing like what the future is going to look like or things like that. And it's really easy to get caught up in the moment. But time and time again, I've been so grateful for the little reminders like, okay, if you're a missionary, like what would you say to someone going through this exact same thing, you know? And it's like, okay, go back to the basics, Beth. Like, continue going to the temple like every week and keep searching the scriptures and have that daily conversation with Heavenly Father. He's your friend, you know, he's your father, like go talk to him. And so I definitely have gained or strived to maintain, I guess is a better way of putting it, um, a hopeful perspective. And like when I am unhappy or like frustrated and stuff now like my default is like okay what are you grateful for and have you served someone today and if I haven't done both those things then I'm like okay well that that's my problem you know and so it's just been really amazing to see that I don't know like those little truths those little just day-to-day things have definitely been internalized but they've like they've been internalized and they've absolutely changed me you know um and so I think it's yeah just it's given me more joy in the day-to-day even though it's sad not having the tag as much anymore I'm so grateful knowing that like I can still make just as big of a difference you know what I'm saying like I have been placed in these circumstances for a reason so now it's like whose lives can I can I bless how can I continue being an instrument in Heavenly Father's hands how can I continue to to spread joy and find joy you know in the day-to-day things because there still are miracles and that's something I've tried to actually do recently is record the miracles that I that I see in my day in life. I did it like two days ago when I was kind of in a depresso mood. And then I was like, oh my gosh, God is so good. Because then I thought there's only two good things that happened. I was like, wow, there's literally like a list of 15 or 17 things that I wrote <laughs> down, you know? And it just shows, again, he's aware of me with or without the tag. And he loves, he loves me a lot, even through the mundane things of school and work and such. So, yeah. Hopefully that sufficiently answered the question. Yeah, no, we can be, we can maintain hope whether we're a missionary or mm-hmm. just a student. Yeah, well absolutely. Said, Beth, well said. Thank you, thank you. But if anyone <laughs> wants to um, find you, where can they find you? Social media. Mm, yes, um, Instagram Beth Duffy twenty three, Facebook Bethany Duffy. Well, Beth, thank you so much for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.